Greetings, salutations. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the first official episode of the Operation Golf Podcast. Before I announce anything else, I would like to introduce my co-host for today, Kayla. Hey guys, what's up? It's Kayla here. You may recognize my voice through other collaborations that myself and Mike have done in the past. I'm very happy to be taking part in this new adventure. Um, I, I really hope you guys like it. And uh, I hope that we offer a lot of help and guidance. Well, um, as much guidance as we can through this podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So first things first, let me explain what Operation Golf is. So while I was doing YouTube on the anime side um, with uh, one Jolton, for those that know him, uh, I came up with this term called Operation Golf. So like the word G-O-T-H, uh, it stands for get out the hood. And that is a goal that I know myself, I know you, Kayla, and I, and I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of people who have been in the hood, whether, you know, figuratively or literally, uh, basically been in poverty or just been dealing with financial hardships. We're trying to get out of that. Um, and so that's what the Operation Golf podcast is going to be tackling. But there are three phases of Operation Golf. Phase one is to actually get out the hood, right? This is to get out the financial hardships, get out that mindset, you know, get out that lifestyle, right? And then phase two is once you're finally out the hood, it's to stay out of the hood, right? Um, and you do that by, you know, maintaining your, you know, financial well-being, your, you know, and, and everything that entails that, basically to stabilize um, your your wealth. And then operation, or should I say phase three, um, is to help other people get out of this mindset, get out of, you know, this situation. And throughout the course of this podcast, which basically we'll be dealing a lot of with financials, um, but other topics as well. But we'll be bringing on other people who are in multiple uh, different phases, um, learn about their experiences. Like for instance, if we bring on somebody who's made like a million dollars doing, I don't know, YouTube drop shipping, we'll find out why or how they made that. And you know, everyone's different experiences. So that's essentially what this podcast is gonna be about um, because everyone has an experience trying to make money um and you know we want to tell those experiences so i waited to do this first episode because one i needed kayla to be here <laughs> i cannot do this for years. <laughs> I, like, I, refuse. I really appreciate that i feel that <laughs> about most things easier, easier. i was like i refuse <laughs> to do this without kayla um so uh, people would be like hey so you advertise it i was like yeah but i said it has to be perfect you know not that you know we're trying to be perfectionists or anything because nobody can be perfect um but you know we've spent a lot of time trying to do that trying to be perfect <laughs> haven't we <laughs> I, I just i mean i personally think it's not that we spent a lot of time trying to be perfect we spend a lot of time working very hard mm -hmm. to make the conditions around us more comfortable and better not just for ourselves but for the people around us as well very true and you know life isn't perfect things you get involved into aren't perfect so you yeah. know a lot of hardship though <laughs> yeah a lot of hardship and we are trying to change that um for the rest of 2023 and for and beyond right <laughs> yes most definitely <laughs> yes 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 so let's transition kayla you know yes. um 
what let, you know some people you know come to this podcast you know don't would know about me right so and some people may not know about you so before you know we take anything any further let's uh, introduce ourselves starting with you um well my name is kayla obviously you said it about a hundred times yes <laughs> uh i'm just i like to call myself a little guy no <laughs> i'm just really uh i'm just a person who, who has a lot of drive and aspirations mm -hmm. um a willingness to kind of bend and work and go with the flow um I'm quite forward thinking, but still very much concerned about how can we make the now as comfortable and as profitable as we can. Mm -hmm. um, my life has had a lot of ups and downs financially. Mm -hmm. um, I've, for I've like, let's say for job experience, I've had odds and end jobs till like all throughout like middle school and high school. And then when I graduated high school is when I joined the workforce. I didn't go into college. And I've been working ever since. Um, I'm not shy about my age. I'm 35. So that's almost 20 years of just straight working with just a few little gaps in between. Not that often. I kind of do just jump from job to job, but not in the sense of I've had so many multiple jobs. Um, I do my best to stay at a place for at minimum five years. Um, I've gained a lot of experience in dipping my hand into many different fields. Um, as we were working on all the video content that we were creating mm -hmm. and stuff like that, I was I still had a regular job. So even though I'm not, as of this point in my life, I'm not a fan of the hustle culture, but as you grow up and especially growing up in New York and Jersey on the East Coast and just how capitalism in the world has informed us, you know, you kind of had to, you're kind of, forced into doing multiple things at once instead of just focusing on one thing and hoping it's profitable yes and uh you know a financial state a financially stable situation um i'm currently at i left the how can i say this um i was at a job for about seven years and left it and i've been working at a new place for a little over a year now um but right now it's kind of like Ooh, I'm I'm kind of feeling the itch to maybe move along, um, mm -hmm. just try try something else. Um, and with that job, I it was literally I was at work at my old job. I took a week off, jumped into a new job. So you know, I'm really on the whole like, all right, let's. I have to make sure my bills are paid. I've got mm -hmm. money in my pocket and things like that. Um, but I'm also at a point in my life where I feel like since I've worked for so long and so hard i think i need a break <laughs> and i i know a lot of people have also said this to me too that they feel the same way especially with you know how covid has changed all of our lives and yes. our perspective on just work culture in general and how companies and the upper class treat us um it's gotten to a point where i think i do need to take a step back just from the workforce and recalibrate and focus on what I actually do want to see for myself in the future. Um, other than that, I'm a person with so many different interests. Um, my brain is like a chasm, a black hole of so many different things. <laughs> um, I 
worked in a comic book store, I've worked in a toy store, I'm working at a clothing store, I've worked at a bank, I've worked at a restaurant. We've done video content. I've I'm currently working with a friend to help manage her online presence and her music career. So it's like it's all of that. We're doing this podcast now. Mm-hmm. I'm also delving into uh, other podcasts with other people. This is something I've always wanted to do, especially since we were doing video stuff, and I love doing that. I just love yes. talking about all, all these things. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just your regular, average day kind of little lad. <laughs> just all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, so, so, I guess to, to piggyback off what you said, uh, just to give people who may be new to the podcast, maybe new to me as well, um essentially i'm just a content creator um you know as kayla said uh we've done videos together uh content creator on youtube i've tried my hand in streaming uh i made content uh in the k-pop sphere currently making content in the anime sphere um in terms of you know things that i'm doing outside of anime and k-pop you know i'm working on my own novels um that's always been one of my goals (laughs) for the longest um and uh essentially you know we've also did stuff business wise as kayla also explained um from concert events can't wait to talk about that a little bit later on Mm -hmm. to uh you know a media company another thing uh we can't wait to talk about uh, a little later on you know both the uh the profits and the losses you know uh a little bit of a hand in being an entrepreneur or trying to be an entrepreneur um so you know, those are just like some of the basic stuff about me. Um, but I want to go back to you, Kayla, because, All right. you know, um, you, you talked about your current job, right? So mm. what exactly do you do at your current job? So at my current job, I'm just mostly a sales associate, customer service representative. Um, I work in my, I work at a small store, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can like shout the name. Yeah. I'll kind of wait. I'll kind of wait for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure it's okay. Yeah, it's your yeah, prerogative. Just, yeah, just to just to make sure that you know, like I said, I don't know what's gonna happen in the yeah. next couple of months. So um, I just <laughs> we're yeah. gonna keep that on the hush. Yes. But I know if you, if you follow me on social media or if you check out my social media, if you know where I work, you know where I work. Um, like yeah. if you know, if like, only the girlies know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I work in our shoe department. Um, I also, I work in our shoe department. I'm kind of like the stockroom manager in a way. Uh, I help people, in my opinion, elevate their wardrobe in a way mm-hmm. or help diversify their wardrobe. Never elevate because it's like, you know, if we could diversify ourselves, we could diversify our wardrobe. It just yeah. means the next day is just going to be better and we're already on, our, on the best track or living our best lives. You know what I mean? Just yes. the little things, in my opinion. I've also helped with uh, picking out shoes and clothes that have been featured in movies, TV, and music videos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, s- helping stylists out. Uh, you know, just all, all that good stuff. It's a lot of fun. I love my customers. Everyone's been really great. Um, the pay is, you know, I know this a lot of people don't like to talk about pay but mm-hmm. um but this is what this podcast is about um the pay is enough for me to sort of get by okay. and it's only in a sense of because i was able to save up money 
in a in a transitional period in the last couple of years in order to help facilitate me being able to survive right now. Okay. Um, it's, it's def I definitely know I'm worth more. Um, I, I'm sure we all know we're worth more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know whether it's a small store or a big company, companies just don't pay you what you need to survive. No mm. matter how much you know that they're making money, like if it's the you know that your boss's bosses are making guap money, <laughs> but yep. are a little a little you know tight with the purse straps and stuff like that. Um, where you know that they could have fuck, fuck. It doesn't matter. Okay, look, or I'm just gonna say it how it is, and if they yeah. find out, they find out. At the end of the day, it, you know, I'm just we're we're speaking plainly here. Yeah. Um, it's people who created small businesses and them they themselves entrepreneurs, and that's great. Um, you know, I'm all for that spirit. And if it wasn't for them building these types of stores, I wouldn't currently have a job. My other job, I wouldn't have had either. Mm-hmm. Um, or actually, the, my last three, my current job and my last two jobs, if it wasn't for people working hard and, you know, finding a niche somewhere, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be as employed as I have been. But it's to a point now where they've been in business for so long, mm-hmm. they're so far removed from, you know, fair the, pay, pay. The, the fair pay that it's like, well, you could afford apartment buildings, you could afford a big house in, you know, West Bubbafuck, New Jersey. Um, and I've seen these houses mm-hmm. and I've seen, especially with my old boss, I've seen what they have in these houses and it's enough to, you know, you, you gift me uh, like two or three things and I'll be able to afford an apartment for a year. It's kind of yeah. like that. You look at it that way. Um, it's it's just kind of it's it's sad and it's where a lot of us are at right now yes. so whereas even though i like my job i get a sense of fulfillment out of it there's a sense of ease with my job because it's it's very basic it's like you know i help i help someone out i make someone feel good i you know help them go about their day I build a rapport. I love things like that. I'm very, I'm very much a people person. Mm-hmm. But then you get your pay and you look at it and you go, I'm expending all this energy just to go home with peanuts. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't for me saving or being able to save, like, <sighs> COVID was a very bad time. It still is. You know, mm-hmm. people are still getting sick. People are still passing away from it. It's still very prevalent in our lives. And probably for an extremely long time. I am extremely, I look at the three months shutdown with so much gratefulness because Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for the checks we were getting for the government, if it wasn't for the bump in unemployment, um, I wouldn't have been able to save the way I did. Mm -hmm. And I'm also sort of in a position where I would love to live on my own. I've lived on my own for a little while. And because of certain circumstances and just not being able to afford it, I now live with my mother. Um, and I'm one of those lucky people where I'm paying certain, I'm paying bills, I'm paying my own way for other things like travel and stuff like that. Yeah. But she is paying the rent. And that is a big lift off of my shoulders mm-hmm. um, where I don't have to worry about that. I have to worry about other things, of course. Like I said, I'm still paying bills, I'm still paying expenses. But not having the rent helped me also save the money where I can at least 
if I needed to take a month off, I'll be okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And other than that, other than working at my quote unquote nine to five, it's not really a nine to five. Um, I also don't get a lot of hours at my job. Oh, I get my work day is a lot of hours. I currently got my days cut mm-hmm. to help facilitate another employee, which I've been at this place for a little over a year. It happened last year too, but because of the very stressful conditions from my previous job, I'm kind of looking at this the same way I did last year as a blessing in a way that, that I positive? get to. Uh, yeah, I have to look at it as a positive. I can't let this get me down. Um, any extra time I get with myself and to spend with my mom or my dog or to actually be able to go out and do things and meet up with my friends. Yes, it costs a lot of money, and I try to limit myself to at least one or two outings a week, so I'm not super stressed out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, even though my days got cut, I I kind of got to be grateful that it's an opportunity for me to live my life. Because with a lot of jobs, you don't get to do that. You're either working five to six days, sometimes seven days a week. And I know some of us, we're, we have to do that, and I definitely had to do that in my last job. Uh, when I started this job, I did start out at five days and it just where my mental health was and just how the structure of this new job was. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't really healthy for me. So I talked to my manager. We cut me down to four days and that's that's been really perfect. Um, but now I'm down to either two or three days this summer, which kind of really sucks. But yeah, like I said, who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of months? Maybe I'll just have all the days to myself. <laughs> um, other than that, it's because of that i get to do these podcasts with you Mm -hmm. i'm jumping on other podcasts with another friend i get to explore maybe what i want to do in the future i get to help out my friend with her music career so it's my wallet is hurting my wallet is crying but i have to look at it as a positive because i can't let this get me down (laughs) you know i feel it So with this, uh, uh, with your current job, so you just heard about your current job, but what is your dream job? You know, what is, uh, what does Kayla, you know, want to actually do if this isn't, you know, if your current job is your dream job? My dream job hasn't changed in the last couple of years. It's, I would love, love either to run a PR firm because as I'm, very quoted in saying mm-hmm. I can talk the shit out of shit. Like I'm very good <laughs> at talking. I'm very good at schmoozing. Um, I can fit anywhere and get along with just about anyone. Um, I would love to run a PR company. I would love to be a band manager or someone's manager mm-hmm. just to help someone grow their profile in their business. Um, I would all like doing this kind of thing, talking and being a podcast or doing videos. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of where I want to go. I would love to, do content creating since i was young aside from you know your basic jobs like wanting to be a doctor or a teacher mm-hmm. i always wanted to be like a, a vj a video d a video dj like on like mm-hmm. mtv or a radio host like i love this stuff that is my dream job it's kind of i feel like something in the universe is pointing me towards that now mm-hmm. which i'm really happy about um but yeah it's that that's what i want to do i just I want to talk about things. I want to talk to people. I want to get to know people. I love to learn about new things, but I also want to help someone grow their portfolio, help them grow their image. What can I do to help facilitate your dream? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love to hear it. See, that that sounds also like, you know, the part where you, you say you want to help other people to facilitate their dreams. It also sounds like phase three of Operation Golf. 
<laughs> yeah, yep. That that is the end goal. Yeah. That is definitely the end goal. Speaking of Operation Golf, you know, and how we just went through the phases, how much money would you need to live comfortably right now in 2023? Mm-hmm. I know that's well, like a, a major curveball thrown at you. Well, it is and it isn't. It's, it's something at my age I, I think about quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not quite often, just enough to like, okay, what can I do to make sure that like you said that i'm comfortable mm-hmm. um because i am a pretty quiet person i don't really need a lot of things i've accumulated a lot of things in my lifetime so i'm trying not to accumulate more stuff mm-hmm. um i would like to have my own space a two bedroom for myself so that i can have one bedroom as an office or a gaming room because i'm i play video games mm-hmm. and and like a recording like a little office recording play video games set up all my like all the things all the nice little pieces of art that i've gotten and acquired over the years toys and stuff like that my comic books um a place that i could put my head down a place where you know i could just keep to myself have people over because i love hosting i love being like having my friends around I would love to say realistically, if we're going to go on the chief side, a million dollars, because I feel like through my years of experience, especially working at a bank as my first job, I worked there, I worked at a bank for five years. I think mm-hmm. I'm at a place in my life where I know I how to budget accordingly, mm-hmm. where I, I can survive off of that, um, even with it, trying to invest some of it, putting, you know, putting some funds away. I mean, I don't plan on having any kids. But that doesn't mean I don't want a safety net for someone else in the future. You know, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow, you know, Um, or something. I I love the idea of having something so that I can leave it for someone else, whether it's someone of my blood or someone that I hold great affection towards, you know, someone who becomes family or even a charity. I would love to be able to leave money for like at risk youth, uh, LGBTQ causes, POC and black causes. Like that's, that's my drive. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always wanted to be what the kids call a house mother. If you're into like the ballroom and the queer community, like if I can build a space where if your family kicks you out or you need somewhere to rest, I've got extra beds, come and stay with me. We're good. Um, I think, yeah, on the low end, a million dollars. On the high end, five hundred million dollars. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, but this is this is with yeah. me. This is with me staying in New York, yeah. um, but also being able to travel to other places. I would love to see the world more than I've been allowed to. Um, but yeah, I think a million. I'd be I'd be secure because I can build off of that. And I can live comfortably on that, you know. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it, it sounds like a lot, but when you look at the bigger picture of how the world is moving, I don't really think a million dollars is a lot anymore. But when you it, consider it can tax. definitely yeah yeah it can definitely change a life. It could change a lot of lives, but yeah, with just how things are moving, it's like eventually that's how how life changing can a million dollars be ten years from now, you know? Yeah. Just to break it down for a lot of other people. A billion dollars essentially is eighty-three thousand dollars per month. 
um you're looking at, uh, around that much if you break it down a million dollars you know broken down over the course of 12 months um and then you take it to new york state taxes um so you're looking at seeing half of that actually um so if you if your gross income is a million dollars and you're living in new york you you're looking at really the 400 to 500 thousand dollars of that million dollars that you actually make you know with the way that uh the tax brackets would work so, so a whole lot of nothing <laughs> <laughs> you know you know like you know especially when you see like nba players that say oh this guy just made like 40 million dollars this year yeah well he's actually only going to see like you know 14 to 23 million of that 40 million which is still uh, yeah. a lot, still you know. A lot at the end of the day, yes, it's still a lot. But then it's still a lot. But then when you look at it proportionally to the fact that they're putting their bodies and mental health through a lot, through a yeah. lot of grueling practice, and you know, physical damage, mental damage, because doing a sport is hard. Like yes. I think technically, like if we look at base basketball as opposed mm -hmm. to football football is way more dangerous and there are a lot of studies and documentaries about how even with the pay that these players are getting it's still not enough to financially facilitate their life after major injury yeah so and this, yeah, and this is just the the non-superstar players at that yeah because you know if you're like lebron james who is now a billionaire like, you know, if he gains an injury, you know, he's still set for life. But if you're like the person who just gets drafted into the NBA from like last week and you have like an ACL tear, God forbid, you know, your your career could be done before he even began. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, speaking of careers, right, it was a, mm -hmm. it was a cool segue, um, you know, we spent, you know, a better part of 10 years uh, uh, looking at K-pop, right? Right. And, um, you know, and that's actually where we met, you know, like through a K-pop fan meet, because I know a lot of people um, may not know how me and you actually met. But it was I had like a fan meet, you know, uh, in 2014 in the winter or was it 2013? No, I think it, it might have been 2013 in the winter leading into the 2014, because 2014 is actually when we started uh, a, a, a taboo uh company called god like entertainment <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah that's where we uh first met was around the end of 2013 in the cold winter uh, but then we also that's when we also learned that we worked at the same job too just that i was on the overnight shifts and you were on the daytime shifts at a uh toy company um that was called fao swords back in the day um and i'm not sure if fao swords is still around i i've heard rumblings they they reopened. They reopened? I, okay. I don't believe it's in the same location. Like, I don't know if you listeners are aware of where FAO Schwartz used to be. It used to be up in Upper Manhattan Rock near the Rockefeller Avenue. Center. Yeah, near Rockefeller Center area. Mm -hmm. um, and it's where, I don't know, if I don't think the Apple Store is even there anymore. I don't know. Actually, I yeah. haven't been up there in so long. Same. Yeah. But I think I think they reopened. Okay. Yeah, that that whew, just thinking about how long ago that was. <laughs> yeah, so much has changed. Not even with us, with just the city in general. Oh like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because back then we were interviewing strangers, asking them, "Hey, guys, want to watch some K-pop?" Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, of strangers that, react. <laughs> yes, yep. yes, the uh, the originals. 
before all the new strangers react to k-pop came to youtube after us um but speaking of k-pop have you listened to any new music recently um no i have not um i if i'm being real honest mm -hmm. a lot of it doesn't no longer appeals to me mm -hmm. um i think there's a stagnicity in the music scene and in the entertainment industry in korea in south korea mm -hmm. i also find that that's a little it it was happening here in the states um i think you know slowly but surely we're clawing our way out you know music and companies and all entertainment goes through phases yeah. um and it's just at a phase that i no longer have interest i can even say this for the artists that i truly love mm -hmm. a lot of them are out of the game like a lot of them aren't making music anymore yeah. um but even the ones who i truly truly love and are still making new music i'm not even interested in their their new music at, at all um totally i find that who's, who's ever producing them or guiding them isn't a isn't guiding them to actually stretch their muscles um especially for a lot of artists who are 35 and up. I feel like they're holding on to what people think is what's in the popular zeitgeist. Yeah. Um, because now K-pop is a super international thing. Everyone's trying to catch that lightning. But if everyone sounds the same, it's yeah. you're not really going anywhere. But that's not to say that their achievements in their own home field aren't amazing good for them i mean when you're an artist that's so well well loved and you're still creating your fans in your home are gonna be there to support you um but i kind of like my artists to grow up yes, um or at absolutely. least not well grow up and change and diversify and just try new things a lot of the acts that i follow are they're older they've been around for a long time like my my favorite singer of all time is Cher. Now, Cher's mm -hmm. been out since the 1960s. Mm -hmm. So it is now 2023. She's had all these years to try so many different styles. She's done rock. She's done dance. She's done pop, mm -hmm. disco, all like slow ballads, country. She's done a little bit of everything, I think, except for rap, which fair enough, she doesn't need to do that. <laughs> um, she's been able to do acting but i also know like following her career how hard it was to try all these new things another kind of more current artist that i can see if you like look at their time their career timeline would be like kylie minogue kylie minogue is all over the place right now with put um put um uh i hear it and i know uh <laughs> it's like the gay anthem the gay anthem of 2023 right now but when you look at her career as a whole it's like she went from pop princess to tv she was like tv princess pop princess she tried a little like indie what people call like you know her rebel phase she's done dance music she's done ballads she's worked with some alternative artists she's worked with rap artists r&b artists she's done like if that she's an amazing career but i love seeing that in a creative's work like that they're able to stretch those muscles no matter how hard it is because when they talk about her, even when you go back and look at interviews or, you know, just stories, just how media and, you know, uh, the wider general public kind of turn up their nose at certain things. It's like, well, at least they have that under their belt. At least they can go back into their library and say, well, here's 
here's a pop song, here's a dance song, here's something more electronic. There's something to grab from. I feel like K-pop, they're not allowing their artists to do that at all. I feel like everyone is just in their lane and people are so afraid to deviate from that. So it's boring, it's stagnant. And then I feel with how just the music is produced now for a lot of these new acts, like I know there's like everyone loves G Idol, everyone loves Luna, Stray Kids, like all these new acts. I'm just like, this music is quite boring and it all sounds the same. Um, one of the acts that I, I love very much and I follow is Hana, who used to be in Four Minute and yeah. Wonder Girls. I feel like her last couple of releases are the exact same song yeah it's so like i don't i love her image i love this sexy in your face balls to the wall image but the music is just not there it's not hitting it's, for you it's like just it not to. hitting <laughs> yeah it's like i would rather just look at the visuals like not in a pervy way but in a visual in a way yeah. to study it and see and watch how she's grown or changed or how much she's more comfortable in her own skin but the music production, the instrumentals, the quality, it all sounds like the same song. And then you go to another group and it's the same music just with different lyrics. It's yeah. Yeah. I no. just it's it's yeah. not for K- me. K pop has uh, you know, because I, I, I often, you know, act, even though I often ask this question, I also get the question as well. Um it, it's just it, it doesn't hit the same, you know? Yeah um compared to you know as you were saying years uh, like if we look at where k-pop was like 10 years ago to the date you know um a lot of groups were not locked into like one genre of music they were trying a lot of different things you know you had um you know like for instance fx you know tried a lot of different you know funky types of music you had girls generation trying different types of music a lot of k-pop groups back in the day we call these things eras right yeah and we used to like and you can literally say all right these girls are in their dark concept era or they're in their sexy era or they're in their bubblegum era right that was the diversity we had back then we have a lot of groups debuting now who are just have one group concept and that's it they don't really deviate from it um they don't really try to go away from it uh for instance uh a lot of people love blackpink right I, mm-hmm. I've cooled down on them ever since YG said that they was gonna give us five music videos and we got one in like two years uh, back when the Blackpink was about to debut. But Blackpink has just been nonstop girl crush. Um, and they have girl crushed it to death, in my opinion. You know, it's just, it's, it's the same concept over and over and over, done a few different times. They even took 21 song. Um, and I think that was actually one of my favorite songs from Blackpink. But you get to a point where, all right, we know you can do this concept. What about trying something else? But, you know, it's one of those, it, it, I guess you say nowadays in K-pop, it's one of those, well, if it's not broke, you know, don't try to fix it or whatnot. But, you know, like literally I had this uh, this discussion, you know, a while back. I'm just like, you know, when when you when you discuss these K-pop groups nowadays, you're just like, what happened to the artistry? What happened to yeah. trying new things? You know, and so I mean, that's why I I don't listen so much. You know, new K-pop groups. I just stick with my old ones. Like when Kara came back, you already know, I was all over it. You know, especially because I'm just like I just never thought you know I would get to hear them make music again. Um, Shiny recently came back. You know, with uh, with some new jams. 
Um, so I think it's always cool when the older groups do make a comeback just to see what they're going to try differently and whatnot. Um, but I find myself listening to, you know, a lot of stuff outside. Like I'm back listening to a lot of J-Rock and J and J-Pop. Um, like I was before I even got more involved in K-Pop. Um, there's one girl group currently making waves um in the industry called xg i don't know if you've heard of them or heard of their i have not okay yeah so yeah, they're like this new girl group uh funny enough they are they are a japanese girl group trained in south korea that performs english songs so okay so a lot, little yeah. a little mix of everything yeah and they it's it's funny because they also perform on music shows every now and then uh and their lyrics even though they're in english they do they can switch from english to korean to japanese including combining the lyrics together where it's, it's kind of crazy you know the way that the the production for the group is right now so right now they are the girl group that i like to listen to the most because i feel like between um the music they produce it's different you know um you know they've done you know they they these guys uh, who are producing them have done a good job so far um but other than that, I mean, if it's not twice <laughs> or if it's not, I don't even know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Uh, there was one girl group. Uh, I, I know you definitely don't know who they are. They're called Pixie. Um, yeah, I have no yeah. idea who that is. Yeah, like I literally because uh, it was uh, one of my uh, my boy Salvi from Salvi and Family um, asked me to check out Pixie uh, for a video series he was doing and i was just like oh this is actually cool like they're a dark girl group concept right that's the, that's their concept or whatnot but they were trying to i guess to go through like the different dimensions of you know the dark concepts but they had this one really good song what i liked about them it was like it was like they had like this luna type of concept but they explained it a lot more and it was to the point where i was just like yo i might actually go and buy a concert ticket because they was actually going to be in um new york uh, like at the beginning of uh, last month didn't actually end up going because I'm just like, you know, I'm just gonna I already knew that I was saving money to go to twice um, mm -hmm. In July and whatnot, but um, you know, there's like the few very few groups out there uh, But notice how I said girl groups. I, I just can't listen to the guy groups because yeah it is Actually all the same like yeah. it's just like there are some that might be like here and there and whatnot but w w like if if I was looking for diversity, literally, it's been girl groups that have been carrying K-pop um, the last two years. And this is not even just my opinion. This is just, you know, the opinion of many other people, um, you know, but I, it just it is what it is. Right. <laughs> right. No, I mean, you can't you can't knock the data in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. Uh, how do I. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not to say, like I, like I just said, a lot of it is very similar. So we're not saying that a lot of the girl groups aren't similar to each other. Yeah. Um, just there, even I can agree, I've never really been a boy group stan. Mm. But e even I'll say there used to be a lot more diversity in at least what was happening musically. Maybe yeah. not stylistically, but musically, a lot of that stuff ho holds up still. Um, I'm yeah. not... I don't know what's happening with boy groups now. Um, like, aside from jumping back into Kylie Minogue, a lot of my favorite, like, UK artists and uh, American artists are making comebacks. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've I've delved into French-speaking artists, too. Like, 
if we're if we're gonna talk about like music diversity, we should mention losing the Yakuza. We're mm. gonna talk a little little Stormé, a little. If we're going English, we're gonna talk a little Jesse Ware. If we're talking about making a really popular comeback, there's a uh, um, there's Steps, which mm. have which who have been in the industry. You remember, yes. I like when they yes. came out. I was like, yes. yeah, and like they're all of them are doing solo work or you know doing their acting, but coming out with collectively albums together um if we're talking music there's uh in like the u.s i know they're all over tiktok but there's fly anna boss going back yes. to the uk there's yeah. other two two black rock young ladies that i absolutely love called the nova twins rena sawayama who in her i feel like she's been working for like 10 years maybe mm -hmm. a little less than that her two albums are so completely different from each other like that's growth you know what i mean like yeah. that's this is what i'm talking about that you could come out with two two or three different an ep you know or and then a full album and be two different eras in this yeah. short amount of time um who else am i listening to let me check my music um <laughs> what janelle monet just released is great um there's a rock band that I love called Starbenders. They're here from the States. They're pretty dope. Um, I listen to Sophia Les Baxter, who's a UK artist. I started getting into Muna, which are three queer women or three queer people who are doing their thing. Yeah, like, it's just... Diversity. It just, yeah, it just <laughs> seems like, you know, even artists who've been around for a long time and are kind of going back to certain similar roots, it's still different music yeah. you know it's still different quality um yeah it's just yeah i can't i can't even think of like um like you could show me a couple k-pop videos now and i'll i'll be honest about it but i can't think of anything that i've seen through twitter or anyone talking about where i'm just like yeah i want to listen to that there's nothing like... out there that i want to check out see i i'm bigger now into k-indie than mm. ever before because um I don't know. I, I just like my uh my like my, my peaceful you know music while I'm writing. You know, um, K and E. I mean, we, even when we covered it, if you remember um one of the series we did uh back then on Soul Wave, uh which we'll talk about pretty soon, um you know where we just went through like different music, um of like the week. Like you brought a song, um, yeah. That I brought a song, and we also talk about like underrated songs and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah I love doing that. I really yeah. did love doing that. I love bringing different music or different ideas to people who, you know, think that might not be their thing. Mm -hmm. But it's like, maybe if you give this a try, you don't necessarily have to like this one song, but maybe you're interested enough to look at all their other stuff and find something that you might enjoy that doesn't necessarily fit your standards of interest. Yeah, like uh, that's. Yeah, that's been my thing, man. Like, um, on the on the on the Korean music side, really, it's been the the indie because, um, you know, I like finding the hidden gems, um, you know, and especially on the rock side, I've been listening to a lot more, uh, like rock metal, um, uh, of course, because I've been listening to a lot more Japanese music, uh, overall, um, because there's just been a lot more diversity, in a way, like, I mean, you know, it would between anime music as what, you know, we would a lot of people would style it as, um, there are still a lot of different intricacies, uh, in between them. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, been listening to a less, a lot less pop, you know, overall. Um, but we all go through those phases. It's yeah. like, 
Yeah, there was a while too where I wasn't listening to any current pop music and it was just, well, I have to listen to like, I mean, you could definitely see it in the American music industry in the 2000s where it went a shift from Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera and Sync Backstreet Boys to artists like Vanessa Carlton, uh, Fifi Dobson and Avril Lavigne. Um, and then like, I don't remember when My Chem came out, but like Fall Out Boy, you just saw, yeah. there's always going to be a shift in the popular zeitgeist and pop what's what's going on generally speaking and sometimes as a consumer you you follow those trends as well yeah like uh i've been listening to heavy like alternative music like between alternative hip-hop that is even so alternative pop um there's one girl on twitter who oh why can't i remember her name right now but she like is uh doing like this uh alternative um pop style as well um that was recently blowing up i can't remember her name at the moment and it's killing me right now um but it reminded me of what we listened to if you remember the girl group k-pop girl group oh my girl and they had a song mm -hmm. named closer yeah uh, it's still that i yeah. that i listen to constantly that is still in yeah. my rotate heavy <laughs> rotation yes yes like oh my girl closer that was a bop um you know like i guess you call that witch pop um but yeah like there's another like thing i found on tiktok um which i didn't even know was a thing but there's this artist named ethan um bortnick and he and now you know me i'm a pianist right mm. and he has been making viral songs doing alternative classical music and i just like yo this is me <laughs> like i found my people like yeah. listening to like the both the hip-hop side of things and whatnot and i just like i was just like bro i i wish I found an artist like this guy, you know, way, way earlier. But um, yeah, like it's just you know we we go through the phases, you know, of music. Yeah. Um, just just like with life, just like with jobs, yes, just like with money, everything is a phase. Everything's or, a phase. Well, not in the <laughs> sense that you'll get over it, but they're just we all have phases in our life that we go through, and then you know we either manage to make them work together or we mm -hmm. just move on true so that actually leads into the uh the next segue which is uh those phases from our past <laughs> yeah um so uh as uh some people on this channel for those of you who are listening to this on youtube for those of you listening to everywhere else you may not know this but kayla and i had a company way 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 back in 2014 uh that started off as a project called godlike entertainment uh this was actually the first thing we tried to make money with outside of the youtube sphere um and a lot of people still to this day have misconceptions about what godlike entertainment was supposed to be um do you remember what godlike entertainment was supposed to be kayla it was supposed to be a multimedia conglomerate company where we signed artists, cultivated and created events, um, just stuff like that. Like we really wanted to focus on bridging the gap between mm -hmm. the Korean music and entertainment industry and the American fan base and yeah. also American artists. Yes. Um, and just trying to also talk about things that affected these situations as a whole not shying away from you know certain topics that's pretty much what it was we just wanted to create and build 
an artist collective, I felt. Like, looking back at it, I think that was the underlying base of what we were trying to do. Yeah. So, the next question, you know, building off of this, right? Um, people think or thoughts mostly that we were trying to be a K-pop company. So, what that entails is that we were going to have facilities, train people, and debut K-pop stars. Were we going to do that? Yeah, we were. Like I said, we were trying to build an artist collective and, you know, get, get these people out there. Yeah, right? And slowly but surely, you know, we realized that, okay, this is going to take a lot of money to do, but we had to start somewhere. So we had one artist, right? Um... And you know, it was a rapper, if you remember Kibom. I do, yes. Yes, right. Uh, and so this was like the first project that we were doing. And basically, you know, the way we was working, um, you know, in order to get to the point of where you need to actually sign people, you need to actually make some money first, you need to m- build some connections. And while there were some connections, there were some things in place and whatnot. You know, the fact of the matter is, like, unless you actually had, we were also told this a lot, unless you actually had a Korean from South Korea itself, this is not going to work out, right? Um, because basically back in those days, and it's very different now, so this, it's, it's funny to point this out, but back in those days, unless you worked with someone who was Korean, it was not going to work out. Um, because even the companies, um, you know, that were more prominent especially the concert companies that we ended up working with and whatnot um you know like they were just no one was just touching the korean market because they just didn't know the potential that was there i mean we saw the potential yeah um you know we really we saw, did we we saw the potential from you know from 2013 all the way until bts finally blew the doors off and um, became, you know, like the number one trending topic within, you know, the, the, the world, especially around K-pop. Um, and so, you know, we saw this way long ago. Um, and, you know, the first project for Guy Like Entertainment uh, ended up being the um, one event that we did for, if you remember these artists, Bumkey, um, uh, it was with uh, Siva Group way back yeah then. i remember yes, yes first, i remember yes, yes that first uh that first uh party um event that we had you know with siva group and then after that was uh where we met Hisun lee uh we met uh doki and the quiet you know alienaire who are no longer together from what i if i if i remember serves me correct right now um but yeah those are like the first inklings of what we did as got like entertainment uh i actually have uh the numbers of how much money was spent <laughs> oh, From, say it. This, for, we're supposed yeah. to be transparent about this yes. stuff go ahead let them so know I, I have the money that we spent uh from guy like entertainment and this is before you know the remodeling of it it's a bridge sound which we'll get to in just a second but it was uh 3700 uh i was just rounding it up that was spent um and of the money that was actually made back a total of zero dollars because mm-hmm. that was all a net loss, right? Thirty-seven hundred, uh, and this doesn't, you know, this this also included like you know the songs, um, the how we had to pay for the um, what you call it, the sessions for the artists at the time as well. 
Uh, the logo, the L L LLC, all that other stuff and whatnot that have to be done. So that was like a net loss of like 3,700. Um, the rebranding for that came afterwards, right? This is where yeah. it's like, all right, you know what? Let's let's move away from Godlike Entertainment. Let's move away from the logo, kind of cheesy. Let's sound a little bit more professional. Let's go to Bridgetown. All right. So we get to Bridgetown. The the logo gets done. Um, you know, we then there's issues with somebody else um, having that that had a similar name that wanted to sue for cease and desist and whatnot, even though it was two different businesses. Um, so that was an issue. Um, there was other internal issues, and then uh, so before before you move yeah. away from that, I think we need to definitely go back to that little statement right there because yeah. we also should talk about when you're trying to like what we're trying to do is quote unquote get out of the hood yeah you have to be very and this is all like mistakes are made yeah. you learn you, you have to be learn, very yeah. yeah you have to be aware and vet the people you work with Absolutely. and who you're trying to get in business with but go ahead i think we should Abs definitely tack yeah. on to that oh yeah yeah because that's that's that was going to be the one of the main parts for soul wave Mm -hmm. um but yeah absolutely uh you have to vet the people so you know in order to you know how i say like there's three phases of operation golf uh and like where you're in order to do any of this you gotta be in phase three to begin with you can't be in phase one or even phase two um from from what it looks like to to do something like this like to to make a company like this um but bridge sound you know um we basically uh that also like had a net loss of fifteen hundred thirty dollars well yeah pretty much fifteen hundred dollars basically that was another uh net loss so we are at a net loss of what is that like fifty two hundred or something like that um mm -hmm. at this point right then uh and but bridgestone was able to do something right uh which was all right at the time um we were able to make a connection with a different company that actually does that did concerts and whatnot we didn't really see the fruits of that partnership because when we transitioned from bridge sound we became soul wave on october 15th 2015. i will never forget that day because <laughs> that was the day soul wave was born um and just as fast as soul wave was born was nearly as fast as it was about to be killed yep right um or should i say yeah yeah because the main reason why bridge sound died right literally the minute I should, I, let me rephrase it the minute that bridge sound was born was immediately when it was about to die because during this part of the vetting process right we were in talks to work a shiny concert right this is back in 2015 um and you know this is why we say you got to vet the people and you know i i thought especially we could trust these people i well, think every yeah it's kind of one of those things where again you live and you learn you go at a lot of this with good intentions and yeah. it's like i said one of my dreams is to help cultivate someone else's yeah. dreams and what they want to do and i mean through everything that we've been through that hasn't changed it's that's what we wanted to do we wanted to work together with other people that had similar interests yeah and had similar goals at the time 
to get this all off the ground so that we could all come up together. You know, that idea of if I come up, you come up. It's a come up, yeah. you know? Because we're yeah. all just trying, we're all trying to hustle. We're all trying to get these things done. We're all trying to make a better life for ourselves. But sometimes um, what I've learned is you can't help where you meet, what stage you meet people in their life. Yeah. And even though they have the, the similar or the same ideas as you, that doesn't mean that they're in a position in their life or who they are mentally in, in order to help facilitate these dreams and these goals. And they yeah. may not know that. And who knows, maybe even looking back at it, they still don't see it. Yeah. But it, that's, that's what it is. It's people you think you can, that you want to trust, that you want better for, because you want better for yourself as well, yeah. who you want to work with. And then just it all kind of falls apart. And who knows, maybe some fault could be on us. I'm, yeah. I still... I can't put fault on us entirely because right. you know it's where we were at at this point was also having a, a, a sponsor who was willing to put down $250,000 like this is like the biggest one of the biggest things that we were able to accomplish like it was there right and then if it wasn't for another person helping us do the due diligence to double check everything before money was about to be sent from the sponsor. Like the thought of losing $250,000, not of our own money, but of somebody else's money was right. gut wrenching at that time. Um, and you know, and the fact of the matter is, you know, you didn't, you, you don't think people are willing to do this to, or are going to do this to you. Right. Especially after what is it at that point, it had already been two years of working yeah. Um, with with those people at the time, so you don't think something like that would happen because you know you thought you had like a good judge of character, but you know as uh, we learn in business, <laughs> uh, apparently not, right? Yeah. Sometimes you just can't work with friends or people, people you wish the best from, you know? Yeah. So that was a painful lesson, um, <clears throat> but that was why Bridge Sound, you know, lasted so short. Uh, and then went towards Soul Wave, uh, which started off right, started off actually good, um, you know. And so we went from Godlike <clears throat> to Bridge Sound, and now this is like the fun. This is like the the last draw, right? The the this is like the the last chance to make this uh, company thing work, right? And we rebranded Soul Wave, and things were good because we just said, you know what? If there's one thing we do know, it's the news, right? right. Um, and we, even though we, we still want to do concerts, still want to do events, we're going to do it on a smaller scale, uh, especially after what happened with, um, you know, the entire Shiny concert, which will be a whole nother podcast for another day. <laughs> you know, we'll leave it at that. But with Soul Wave, at least, Kayla, um, I can say that we actually didn't make a profit. It's crazy. Okay, yeah. We I remember, actually, yeah, we, we were making a little bit, if I remember yeah. correctly, yeah. We actually made a profit. Uh, and, I mean, the profit went, at the end of the day, went toward, like, we reinvested it. Yeah. But we had that 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 very famous uh, Soul Wave KCON party that wasn't the official KCON party. Right. Um, and shout-outs to John, you know, uh, MASHFest, still doing his thing. Um... But yeah, we had that, uh, we had, we did throw a successful event. The repercussions of throwing that event 
we did not know what like what was the repercussions was going to be because um from that event kayla uh if you remember <laughs> uh the blacklisting began to happen after that event yep because apparently when you throw something successful and it's more successful than somebody else's event and whatnot you're going to get treated very differently even though you're a media company right or you're trying to be a bubbling media company so outside of what happened with you know the kcon uh unofficial official uh party um we started to notice a lot of things began to happen especially at a particular kcon um the year afterwards where we were scheduled to you know be on the red carpet and like do some of these like interviews and whatnot and um you know i i don't think we've talked about this in video publicly i know we talked about it a lot behind closed doors and whatnot um but a lot of people wondered why in 2017 did we just just leave k-pop you know like why did it just uh yeah. <laughs> we said we said yo we're done with this um and it all stemmed from something I don't know if you even want to discuss this, so let me no, like <laughs> this. Is, we're supposed okay. Yeah. So I'm very fine being transparent because, again, you live and you learn, and these are per important stories and uh, anecdotes to hopefully help you guys going forward with how you want to conduct yourself, mm -hmm. how you want people around you to conduct themselves, and how you want to move in in business and how you want to move through the community. I also we are so far removed from that yeah. i could i really don't give a fuck i feel it like <laughs> <laughs> so back in 2017 at the kcon um this was the final event that i went to um the last event i did k-pop wise the last event i think you also did wise mm -hmm. um because at this kcon on day one um you know me and a couple other youtubers i did have a panel right talk about gaming um and i i know i said this on live streams beforehand but during this panel i invited a couple other larger content creators in the space for instance pokimane justin wong from you know street fighter fame uh markiplier some of them got the emails from kcon and whatnot but i'm just gonna put it out there like it was they were lowballed obviously that's why mm. they didn't come to the event right um and you know there's one thing that a lot of youtubers talk about is just that the the the, the disparity in the pay for having talent come at kcon of course if you're you know you know between youtubers and other on-screen talents and whatnot that's always been a talk um but at this particular kcon you know after last year you know we we worked with them everything was fine uh, so we thought and it pertains to everything soul wave wise uh it was time to go to the red carpet and in front of all the other media companies there uh mind you there's soompi there's vicky there's a lot of other you know established ones and we have a really good rapport with these other companies at the time as well um the uh head of the group uh re basically revoked our privileges to mm -hmm. do in front of everybody mind you so you can only imagine how like not only embarrassing but how ridiculous the situation was um where there's like oh wait you guys are so wave um yeah you, you guys alone you know you guys are can no longer um do the red carpet event now you can only imagine how ridiculous the situation was after the same said person spent the entire afternoon said hey i've been looking for you guys um for the red carpet event to come right so 
I'm just saying, like, you know, once that happened and the way it happened, uh, and especially the look at everybody else's face asking what the hell is going on, like, you know, that after that point, I was like, yeah, we're done here. Like this, yeah. th this is it. This is the end. Um, everyone has asked me, hey, will you go to, uh, are you going to KCON? Are you coming to KCON? I was like, I am never going to KCON ever. Like that is done. Um, you know, especially, you know, we got a half-assed apology afterwards or whatnot. Um, I don't, uh, I, like at that point, it was just more so uh, like, you know, you need to, your, your, What's the term about your 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 the disrespect? <laughs> the apology needs to be as loud as your disrespect. Yep. Yeah, I was like, until that's resolved, I was like, nah, f that. Um, and you know, when you when you think about it in the long scheme of things, right? You you know, you're trying to build a company for those entrepreneurs out there. Um, there's only so much disrespect that you can take. And I think um, when we think back to that that is the highest form of disrespect so a lot of people ask hey guys why did you guys leave k-pop well, i mean but wait wait know. but let's let's get serious yeah. here too this a lot of the stuff too aside from that there yeah. was also racial motivation and sexist motivation yes you're you're a black man and i'm a i'm a woman of color a queer woman of color and we're two minorities trying to make space in another minority group who doesn't value those or at the time i don't know now who at the yeah. time didn't value those perspectives and those voices um or who only wanted to use those voices to highlight themselves and to put money in their own pockets it's like that that diversity for the for diversity's sake not yeah. really you not really doing it which is what a lot of <laughs> entertainment companies and media are doing now diversity um, for me not the diversity the, for well, diversity for me but, but not diversity for thee <laughs> right exactly pretty much it's just you know we're gonna we're gonna be like real honest and serious here a lot of people also use your platform because you're a black guy and that is an outlier in this in space. the field that we were trying to work on so they used you to continuously build up their platform but instead of building community and helping us along the way as well or helping you along the way they decided to turn your back turn their backs to us and and things like that is our result of that just yeah. anything they can do to line their pockets in the guise of helpfulness and, and trusting and loyalty was all bullshit yeah um but, just to help themselves yeah and i mean that's essentially what it comes down to you know because um you know like not to say that you know everything that i've done especially as a consecrator you know has been favorable um but i do think that when i made a video uh literally calling out uh unfair practices promoters that were shady you know, I, you know, that most likely spooked a lot of people because they're like, well, if we're shady, are they going to call us out as well? So that just lets you know that there's a lot of people who are already doing shady stuff that didn't want to be aired out. And mm -hmm. they only want to accept yes men, yes women that would, you know, only support them and, you know, basically not talk about these bad experiences. Um, and, you know, talking about it five years later, just is just more so of a teaching point. Uh, you know a lot of people say hey don't bite the hand that feeds you at the same time you know you gotta think about where are you going to compromise what are you going to compromise you know in order to make money at the end yeah. of the day right 
you know you know there's this big thing going on with twitch streamers versus kick streamers um and you know people who've already made so much money um talking about you know morality and whatnot and mm -hmm. you know you know taking deals and stuff like that and you know you and i'm thinking about it it's like well these people who already have money are talking from a place of power versus the people who are trying to make money trying to you know establish themselves who are trying to do anything to make this right and you know that's that's this whole ongoing debate you know within that community and whatnot so i just I think, mean i think yeah. that's that's a topic of conversation in all business communities as a whole yeah because let's, let's face facts here, a lot of, especially why we are stuck in positions where we're still, quote unquote, in the hood or in, in, a, in jobs or in situations where we can't quite facilitate living on our own and mm -hmm. growing our own lives is because the rich don't want us to do that. People who, are, who have made their money, i.e. like I was talking about with my current job and my job before, actually mm -hmm. my last three jobs, People who are so far removed from the everyday man because now they've made their money, they're like, oh, but you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. You need to, you need to be moral. You need to take the high ground. Yeah. You, know, you need to hustle. You need to build yourself up by your bootstraps and all this stuff. And it's like, okay. <laughs> who is this energy? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's a very interesting conversation. And that's definitely another topic. Uh, to dive into um, that we will in uh, in you know in future podcasts, um, but when we bring it back, you know, to why you know essentially, I guess you could say why we left K-pop. You know, if we're gonna be clickbaity with the title, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that it really does stem from from that. You know, um, you know, there's there's a lot of other things that of course have happened over the course of you know doing YouTube. There's a lot of you know, and I, I don't want to highlight um you know all the racism and discrimination that's happened and whatnot i mean but, um, if, but look if we're gonna, wait 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 yeah if we're gonna talk about financials if we're gonna yeah. talk about getting money that is an important part of yeah. the systematic systems yes. <laughs> of how one in our position can get out of the hood and how we make money yeah if at the end of the day, no, yes, we do have black billionaires, we have Hispanic millionaires, we have queer people who are millionaires and stuff like that. Yes, those are outliers to the situation, but we're talking about generally as a whole, we all know what's up. I get like, yeah. I, I'm at an age where I do not give a fuck anymore. And these are things we need to talk about. These are things if you're going to build a brand, if you're going to build a business, if you want to make money and do better for yourself you have to know the behind the scenes mechanisms and what you're going up against that's not to say that yeah. everyone is like this not yeah, everyone that's what, you yeah, that's meet what I to highlight like, yeah. not everyone is like this yeah not everyone you meet is gonna have a knife behind their back to stab you when you turn around it's i mean it's just like with life people say it's business but let's let's get serious here a lot of people like to bring personal situations into quote-unquote business yes but yeah, you have to, if we're going to talk about this, we have to highlight everything with everyone because these all play a part in how we're all struggling and how we're all struggling and how we all want to live a better life and have better for ourselves. Yeah, because at the end, of, like pretty much at the end of it, it's a rat race, right? And we're yeah. trying to escape the rat race. That's a term that you'll hear people say a lot. Um, you know, the in the financial hardships, people are more i'm sure i'm sure at the top tippity top you know of people who are financially secure 
they're in a different rat race with people trying to be cutthroat to send them back to the situations of financial hardships but just to get out of financial hardships um you know there's a lot you'll find that there are a lot less people who are actually interested in helping you but more interested in taking advantage of you um and this was a situation uh that was pretty rampant um when you look when we think about you know the, from garlic entertainment all the way to soul wave uh of course one of the most famous ones um dealing with another person of the past um uh, you know uh, a a young boy we're just gonna call him <laughs> um because lord knows uh the, the the how that whole thing just fell apart but a young boy um who was now one of the biggest scammers i don't know if you if i told you i, I know we talked about this like probably last year but just to let you know this person actually has been still scamming people to this mm. day to this day uh they're still been scamming people and you know i would get con consulted about hey do you know about xyz person and i would tell the person um don't work with them listen to me i i i've i've had new like bad like nothing but bad juju um and they won't listen and then they get scammed and then i see the video how i got scammed by xyz and i'm just like just looking at the video like i, I just i told y'all but then another person would ask me and i would tell them the same thing and then they and then i showed them that other person's video that got scammed but they was like you know what i'm gonna be different and then they get scammed <laughs> yeah <laughs> um you know like there's a lot of things guys but in business especially when it comes to you know trying to make money you know um i now truly believe in the words first of stone cold steve austin <laughs> you you watch wrestling back in the days i or, did yes yeah so you know his his term was dta don't trust anyone you yep. know like you like you can you can put that as like one of the number one things and trust very few people like you know uh, very, very, very few. Um, when it comes to when it comes to business, you know, and definitely do your due diligence. Cause I mean, even after you do your due diligence, you might want to do like a, a a third and fourth check just to just yeah. to be sure. Um, because through the layers or through the lines of like stuff that seems fluffy, there might be another layer of complete bullshit. You know. And it might be super hard to find like I, like in the in the case of wappers with bridge sound it took multiple layers of checking um and contacting people in other countries at the ungodly hours of uh, of the night you know for us because of the time difference just to make sure that we weren't going to fuck ourselves and i'm thankful to this day that we did not fuck ourselves um you know and losing you know massive amount of money but uh the the total number of money we've lost from doing those um three ventures uh comes out to actually like around twenty two hundred dollars because soul wave was profitable it it wasn't enough profitable to negate what happened with um guy like entertainment and bridge sound the other unfortunate thing that ended up happening was our website just kept getting hacked repeatedly because this is just people who just w pray for your downfall um and they just kept you know the point where you 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 pay for the services to prevent hacking um but these hackers are really on it and they're like literally going to your website and deleting all of your work so it was just another cycle and you know what happened at kcon just was like the final nail in the coffin at that point but 
you know, that's just, you know, some of the experiences that we've personally gone through. Um, and, you know, we'll dive a bit more into, you know, these things basically to let people know, you know, and show them that this is stuff that we've gone through. And I'm pretty sure some of the guests that we bring on in the future are going to also have like some horror stories of their own. Uh, and, but it, the main thing is if this could be a catalyst for anyone listening, um, to, you know, do something, uh, or to try to improve the ways they try to, uh, make money or just if it makes them think differently in terms of something positive, then I think, um, you know, I guess we, we could say this was, you know, helpful to people. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, aside from us trying to speak our stories into the stratosphere and doing, and this is a business venture, so of course we are also trying to make money and make a name for ourselves in this as well. Yeah. Roundaboutly, we are also trying to help you guys too and i'm any questions that you guys want to throw at us we'll be more than happy to answer within our abilities because obviously i like i said i didn't go to college so i don't have a business degree this is all going off of just that hustle culture lifestyle just trying to run where you can get where you can do what you can um so any like real deep business questions uh hopefully whatever guests we have will be able to answer those yes but it, it is just trying to help help each other out because we didn't get a lot of help or the help that we did receive sadly it wasn't it wasn't wasn't in the right place at the right time yeah you know kind of thing and yeah it's just you know we all we're all struggling or we're all trying to get by so yeah. i think you know Let's do that. Yeah, because, you know, because one of the podcasts that we probably will touch on is like when you meet the right people at the wrong time, you know, I think in business um, that ends up happening a lot. Um, And because I could surely tell you guys that we met a lot of the uh, the wrong people at the right time. And those, oh, God, like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. But um, on the brighter side, Kayla. Hmm. Um, you know, through the darkness of what we just talked about, you know, there still stands up the future, right? Something brighter to look on. Um, and you know, as we near the end of this podcast, uh, I know you recently traveled outside the U.S. Yes. Um. Well, this is not my first time traveling in yes. the. Oh, uh, I traveling yes. is a is a good thing to tack on to what we were talking about about expenses. Yes. Um. While we were doing all of this, I I even some of my own personal expenses um enrolled in yonsei university to learn korean language to Mm -hmm. learn a bit more about korean culture to help facilitate our business Mm -hmm. to make it easier for us and to make us more to make it easier for any business deals that we were trying to have going forward yes so when you look at that that was also an expense an expense expense. that's another huge expense and that's all out of pocket it was um that you guys so now we bring it up to about almost 5k right maybe maybe a little bit more than that but um yeah but i don't regret doing it it was a life-changing experience experience i believe that's the second we that's the second time i went to south korea the first time was with you Mm -hmm. and a few of our friends um so i look at it as it's an experience i had i'm i learned from it i and i i gained a lot of of life experience from it Mm -hmm. um 
this past trip, I went on a my first vacation in about nine years. Because, yeah, Korea, doing that <laughs> yeah. was the last vacation I, quote, business vacation I went on. Um, and then I just recently went to the UK, which was yeah. fabulous and great. And I loved it very much. <laughs> oh, man. So speaking of, um, you know, with all the travels, right? Mm. Um, do you see yourself doing that more over the next five years? Uh, if I can afford it, yes, that's that's the thing. I was only able to afford this because of the money that I saved. And the money I was saving was to move into an apartment. I know you and I have talked about moving in mm -hmm. together. I've talked to other people about moving in together. But the way New York is structuring itself, it's making it extremely impossible yeah. to do <laughs> even with money saved. So I had I had this money sitting there. I got tired of it sitting there, and I needed a break from everything. Um, mm -hmm. So I was able to afford this expense. Now, can I do it again? I think I have one more trip in me without needing to really feel the impact on my wallet too too much. Mm -hmm. um, but unless I have a job that's paying me $30 an hour or pays for my trips, it's honestly, it's something I can't really do unless I'm doing interstate travel. Okay. So I, I know this whole entire podcast is based off money, right? Mm. How would you say money has shaped your current perspective on life? I need it. I want it. Give it to me now. Um, <laughs> I am at a point where... In all actuality, I don't dream of labor. I don't dream of work. Mm -hmm. um, customer service has always been hard, but the last couple years have been exceedingly difficult mentally and physically. Um, I know we're, it's not just me. It, this is a wide known fact, and I've talked about it with mm -hmm. other customer service people too. We're all feeling it across the board. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of people tell me that right before COVID, they left the customer service industry and haven't looked back and are quite grateful to it and are working from home if they're able to, or Absolutely. are actually, are actually struggling and trying to find jobs where they're able to work from home and are really worried that they're going to have to cave and go back into customer service. Um, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> how has shaped, how has money uh, shaped uh, your current perspectives on life? It's, I really just, It's to a point where, like I said, I need a break from everything, but I also need money for the dentist. I need money for the doctor. Um, and I need money to maintain how I like to keep my, how I like to keep my physical parents mm -hmm. in, in, in that way. Um, it's change. It's like a lot of people, people who say that um, money can't buy happiness is, is bullshit. Mm hmm. I'm a firm believer in money does buy happiness. Um, and people who are unhappy with their money is because either they're so far removed from the struggle that they forgot what it was like to be able to have this money and work with it and just be able to have that financial security to people who have had, who were, oh, who were, were born into money and don't want you to be on the same level as them. Let's face facts. Yeah. Um, money would make me so happy. <laughs> money would make a lot of us happy. This is, like growing up, it is really, I mean, I've struggled my entire life financially. Um, 
I am extremely grateful to my mother, who was a single mother, who always made sure that me and my siblings had clothes on our back, a roof over our head, and food in our mouth. Um, and then going out into the workforce on my own and seeing that, oh my God, I need to be making so much money to live on my own. It's not what I imagined as a kid where I could move into some one bedroom or studio brownstone in the city and live out my dreams. Mm -hmm. That's just never going to happen unless I'm making money. So that's how it's changed my perspective. I know that I need it, but people don't want to give it to me. Yeah. No matter how, no matter how hard I work and I work my ass off, people do not want to give me the money that I know and they know I'm worth yeah because it's it's one of those things where people is like hey here's a new job posting you need experience it's like well how am i gonna get it, the experience if you don't hire me right and, you know like uh who's hiring entry jobs you know for like these high level um paying jobs or whatnot like they people want to pay entry level money for like the highest paying jobs and whatnot and it, it's it's ass backwards you know um when when it when it when when it comes down to the, the root of it it's ass backwards um i wholeheartedly agree with you about the uh the money um it, when people say that money doesn't equal happiness or whatnot you know like a lot of people just have to understand that it fixes a lot of problems you know um and there's a lot more people who would be happy if they had money than if they didn't have it Mm -hmm. that's that's for sure a lot more people will be happy were you uh, a lot of people um you know you've heard of the youtuber mr beast mm, possibly yes okay okay so you know it's funny because a lot of people uh when i ask this question it's it's either you know yes or no as well but mr beast is a youtuber um who has like over a hundred thousand subscribers and he's known for giving money away like that's just been one of his main rise to fame uh, claim to fame um, like for instance like he had a video where people competed for $456,000 and basically he just recreated squid game um, but he made sure that some of the like depending on where the contestants left off at they would each get money he had a video where uh, people ages um, 1 through 100 um, had to survive you know and uh, a challenge and I'm talking about literally like there would be a baby who's literally at age one all the way to someone who was age age 100, um, and that challenge ended with you know um, someone winning because they just told the truth. Um, like basically the final question was uh, I'm gonna show you guys two briefcases, and you know you can either tell the truth or tell a lie um, that you have the money in the briefcase. And basically, the other person has to figure out if you're telling the truth or not. Um, so, you know, it's he basically just gives away money. That's his that's his entire YouTube channel. Um, but it's now comes to the point where he's given so much money away, people find it a problem. Um, and I was like, I don't know where we've gone in a society <laughs> where someone who makes it their life purpose to give away money is being ridiculed for how they give away money but the people who are ridiculing have never given away money themselves. Well, so, I, yeah. okay. So honestly, I kind of get it. Cause it's like, you should be able to give money without making, let, let's say this is content creating. He's making yeah. more money off of showing him giving away money. It, so it's not necessarily a selfless act. It's so, uh, so let me, so let me further explain. So all the money, so he has a philanthropy, so he has multiple channels, right? 
Uh, he has a philanthropy channel where all the proceeds of that channel uh, are all given away. And then all of his money um, that he does make on the main channel goes back into making the content, of course, playing contractors and whatnot to give away again. So his spend, like, so his actual, his own income and whatnot, um, he keeps low versus what he pays other people pretty much. So he's not just, you know, not only um, does he give away money all, you know, for like in content and whatnot, when he does those types of videos, but the majority of his time is spent giving away money, like through philanthropy and stuff like that. So like um, one of his most recent videos, which was uh, was uh, ha helping uh, a thousand people who were blind uh, see again, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. helping a thousand people who were um, unable to hear hear again. So you, maybe you might have seen those viral videos or whatnot. Not sure. I mean, I, yeah. I saw people talking about it a while ago on Twitter, but yeah. I also don't really follow people. Yeah. Like, I don't follow content creators, really. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're all content creators at the end of the day now. Yes. Uh, capitalism. But I <laughs> like even when we were doing YouTube and stuff and even with gaming, I don't follow anyone. I just get all my information about these situations yeah. through everyone else. So it's like yeah. I'm on the sidelines and have an opinion but i also don't want to join the discourse because i just yeah, i don't have the mental capacity yeah. to join the discourse <laughs> understandable understandable <laughs> but yeah like uh it was just one of those uh interesting things um i'm pretty sure there will be another incident you know in the, in the near future where the same situation will happen um but i guess yeah how would you feel if, if the, i guess if it was you you know if you reach the third point of operation golf right which is helping other people the criticism of helping the per like basically it's one of those where you help people but people are mad that you're not helping other people as well like uh, people are people are gonna yeah. criticize you no matter what you do that's life so everyone hasn't just like assholes everyone has an opinion yeah uh but also like assholes sometimes you just gotta keep it shut so <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like yeah uh, you cut you Damn if you do, live, damn if you don't. Yeah, you can't really live your life through the words of other people unless they're there to uplift you. Now, that's not to say you shouldn't take on criticism and learn from it, because who knows, you could be doing something that could be better. We all could be doing better. Yeah. Um, But people also, what are they, keyboard warriors? People yeah. like to talk a lot, so... <laughs> that, I'm is, that is it, yeah. I'm living my life unless you're actively paying my bills or facilitating how I live. I don't care. I feel it. It's uh, we can't live our life by people who are just upset or angry about everything or have a thought about everything. We're trying to make do with the, as the best we can, you know, mm -hmm. you're, we can only do so much and you're you can't make everyone happy true uh you gotta do your best to make the people around you happy and to make yourself happy very true very true all right well i guess the final question um is in the next 365 days kayla mm. how much money are you planning to save and how much money <laughs> do you want to make <laughs> um i would love to make a lot of money what i'm planning to save is none because sadly there's just no way I could save right now. Um, I mean, I could save by not going out, I guess, but mm -hmm. I've been... For your sanity, you have to go out. Right. So, 
taking on this new job and being able to have the time I've had to myself, I've come to realize like one of my favorite sayings in the last year that I've used to say to myself is eat that ravioli today. Ravioli is my favorite food, and if I could treat myself to at a restaurant to a plate of ravioli, it's I it's gonna make my day mm-hmm. and my outlook and my mental health so much better. I'm gonna do it. Um, I spend a lot of time in my life not doing for myself and doing for others. Mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. Um, well, I can. I could. I could do both. I've mm-hmm. learned I can do both. Um, mm-hmm. Or prioritize yourself more. Yes, exactly. I have to pri- prioritize myself. Um, and you can't be buried with your money. No matter how much people think you can be, you cannot be. You cannot be buried with your money. So my thing is, I'm saving where I can. Mm-hmm. I do squirrel away. Like, I used to do this thing where at, after every pay period, whatever money I have left over in my wallet, I take out of my wallet and put it aside. Okay. You know, even if it's a dollar, even if it's $5, if it's... take that out your wallet, put it aside. There you go. You're starting to save. Now you can't always do that. Mm -hmm. But if you have like, let's say you have $35 in your wallet, at least take out $2, take out three, just do what you can. Do not pressure yourself. Life is so hard and Mm -hmm. the world is really making it so that we're not able to save as much as we love to. Yeah. So I am doing things like that. Um, I do have little pockets of money here and there where I don't touch that I put into when I can and where I can. Um, but realistically, I don't have an amount that I'm looking to save. It's just not, it's just not feasible with the job that I have and with how society is structured. Um, now if I had a job that was paying me $30 an hour, I would love to be able to save $5,000 by the end of the year. You know what I mean? If I'm able to do that, mm-hmm. um, that just, that would be so, that, that means you're financially secure if you're able to do something like that. I'm not. Um, how much I'm looking to earn? Someone please just pay me out $100 <laughs> a year, $100,000 a year. That'd be fucking great. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what tomorrow holds. For all I know, Someone could see me online and go, hey, I think you're really cool. Here's a billion dollars. <laughs> Fucking great. Um, but as of right now, in this moment, there is no goal. I feel it. It's just kind of doing what I can when I can and not putting the pressure on myself to feel bad about where society has put me. I see. All right. Oh, I guess um, with that said, is there anything you want to say for the, uh, you know, as we wrap things up for this podcast? Any final thoughts? Uh, my final thoughts are, um, I hope you enjoyed this first episode. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope you guys come back for our for each episode that we put out. Um, I'm very happy to be do- working with you again, Mike. It, here, you, you've been a part of my life for a very long time, and you're definitely one of those people that no matter how life gets us down, I love finding ways to be able to grow with you. Same. Um, Same. My, just, you know, if you guys can, if, you know, support us, 
let us know of ways we can support you later on. Obviously, we can't really do much at the moment. We're still growing. But again, I want to facilitate other people's dreams. If we in the future or if myself in the future can help you, I would very much love to do that. So stick around. I can't wait to talk to all these other people about their financial journeys. Um, and I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Really so excited no that's a lot <laughs> hey save here save here folks well with that said folks once again this is the operation golf podcast with your boy a card also known as michael and of course with kayla and we'll be catching you guys for the next installment pretty soon so stay tuned you can follow all the links either on youtube which will be in the description bar down below or you can find us on Spotify and Apple Music, which are the other two venues that this will be posted on. But that said, I'll leave you guys with a quote that I've said for like many years. Nobody can be God, but everybody has the potential to be God alike. Next time, folks. I just threw up the peace sign. You guys can't see it, but I did. <laughs> oh, peace out. <laughs> peace out.